When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The tip of the tongue, the roof of the mouth, Wait. the lips, and the teeth. It's never... <laughs> That's not how it goes. Gretchen the tittle tattle prattled on about a little metal bottle. She spit a bit of spattle. Roof of the mouth. Yeah. Is that what you said? The skeleton frequently suffered from belly ache. The tip of the tongue, the roof of the mouth, the lips, and the teeth. Is that Over the stomach and through the lips. <laughs> through the gums. Okay, stomach. Here we go. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. Free business paper needs or Dunder Mifflin. The people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin. The people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and intern, which makes me a doctor, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane, baby's nurse. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. <laughs> I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. But it's not like this compulsive need to be liked. Like my need to be praised. <laughs> I, I do relate to that, actually. <laughs> I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week we're going to do an episode episode. Um, we're going to follow that up with, uh, with a little uh, lightning round draft uh, yeah, for our conference mini draft. room. Mini First draft. Really excited Ooh. about that. And, uh, and we'll end with some listener trivia, as usual. Wait, what's our mini draft about? Ah, our mini draft. We'll be drafting single episode characters. Nice. We each get three. So uh, you at home, you can you can start thinking about your favorite single episode characters. Not allowed to pick anyone who's been in more than one. Um, and uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, an episode that we talk about a lot on this show, but we've never done an episode on it. And I'm so excited. Fun run. Season four. Season four. Episode, episode one. one. What a fun one, guys. What a fun one this is going to be. What a fun one. Every time, if you listen to us often, you know that anytime we say, oh, yeah, that's a fun one, talking about some joke or some episode, uh, we say, fun one. Season four, episode one. Written by Greg Daniels, directed by Greg Daniels. Original air date, September 27th. Starring Greg Daniels, <laughs> produced by Greg Daniels, concept by Greg Daniels. The off-Broadway sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Original air date was September 27th, 2007. Um, this was Score a... by Greg Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, you know, we always say season four, episode one. It's actually season four, episode one and two. That's two part episode. <laughs> Um, before we get into it, I just want to start with, do you guys remember watching this uh, episode when it came out? I do. 100% yes. Yeah, this was, this was a, uh, you know, we had a request for this on one of our voicemails, I think a couple weeks ago, and I think a couple people have asked us about it, and, uh, yeah. you know, we're quick with the turnaround time. If you give us a good idea, we will, we will jump on it. Uh, <laughs> and, but yes, I absolutely remember watching this episode. I think there was a ton of excitement uh, with our with friends about this episode, I remember talking to people a lot about it afterwards. About mm -hmm. where the show was going, the show really, really picked up in terms of its popularity, and it felt like it was something that you could um, really talk about with people. 
Um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of appointment viewing for network TV, uh, which doesn't exist in the same way anymore. <laughs> um, but yes, I absolutely remember. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, I remember in high school, everyone going over to, I'm almost certain this is right, Jake Bartline's house to watch this episode. And I'm pretty sure, Edwin, you were there. <laughs> Do you remember I, that? I don't remember that, okay. but it wouldn't surprise me if I was there. <laughs> I remember talking to a lot of people about it afterwards. I think we had a Facebook note. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I what had, uh, this one was like my sophomore year of college was just starting because this, you know, new season of The Office would start in September. So this is mm-hmm. right when school got back. So this was the year after, like, <clears throat> I'd made all these friends as a freshman and then we'd started uh this is right when my friend got his a new house and i've, I've talked about this before we all yeah, went to yeah. his house every thursday mm-hmm. to watch the show and this was like the first time that like we came back for this next school year we were all friends we hadn't seen each other all summer yeah. and we this was our first big party and this was the first scene was like michael eating this bowl of cereal and i'm we were all just grinning ear to ear so excited to watch <laughs> this episode and it, it just paid off in every way yeah i mean i i mean i think like by this time to you know 2007 like everyone kind of knew i mean the show was a hit like everyone knew about it and so like people were getting together on on uh thursday nights uh to watch watch the office and uh usually 30 rock after that <laughs> maybe toss it my name is earl <laughs> maybe my name so is inclined. earl just as a warm-up as an appetizer my buddy uh, winslow was always pushing that show on us and we just he's like you guys should come over early then we can watch my name is earl and it's like it's, it's okay. not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen <laughs> um let's dive into this episode though the um we've got uh we've got some big uh plot lines here i mean we i think the number one theme of this episode is pb and j man this is Pam Beasley and Jim finally, finally get together. You know, it's funny. I was thinking to myself while I was rewatching this to prepare for today that this would be a great episode to drop someone in if they'd never seen an episode of The Office before. Just because it, it creates such a clean slate, there's that's such a clean break feeling for it. Mm. Starts with Michael eating the bowl of cereal, you see Jan, and then he outlines on the drive-in um, – Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. Jane's at home. So he kind of sets the table. And then Jim and Pam getting together is an easy way to get into their relationship. Ironically, you would miss the heart and soul of the show itself <laughs> and their relationship. But it did feel like a good starting point. That was such a – one of the things that I think part of the reason we had so much anticipation for this and remember that so clearly is because it was like a cliffhanger between Jim and Pam. And to see them finally be together uh, on the show was such a big deal. And it's the only episode, like – uh, to to back up your point, Edwin, it's it's the only episode where like we get a portion of the episode where Jim and Pam are just uh, cute and flirting in the office, and each single, and we also get a portion of the episode where they're a couple. So you get the best <laughs> of both worlds. Yeah, that's right. We it's kind of revealed halfway through that they're actually yeah. actually together. But yeah. because of are first... you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> I do love Kevin so astute. Yeah, I love that. he will not give up this whole episode. <laughs> I know, and Oscar too is like you know they have been they have seemed like exceedingly happy. Could be for a number of reasons we don't know. There is no evidence of intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we learn. Uh, you know, again, uh, again, Why we does get... this always happen to me? Ah! <laughs> Again, we get uh, uh, the camera team um, getting involved in in the uh, in the show and uh, following Pam and Jim as they leave the office one day, and then confront them about it and play the video back for them. It's aggressive moves by the yeah. camera team. I mean, yeah. they're really they're really going outside of their their job description. No kidding, I think pursuing. They broke- Interview subjects out in public. Are they breaking their ethical documentarian code? I don't know. It's been broken so many times over the course of this show. I was surprised that the documentary crew went into the break room and stopped them to say, hey, look at this video that we have of you uh, and confronts them with that TV on wheels that you'd see in a classroom. <laughs> Just show them that video of themselves yeah. getting into a car. It Jur- seems journalistically, like a- this, is, this is a mess. <laughs> It was just a very a sh- an instance where the documentary crew really stepped in. Um, when just episodes earlier, they let Andy float away in the lake. 
Uh, <laughs> I know. We they will do anything for Jim and Pam. They will do anything for him. Yeah. Like, they will do nothing for anyone yeah. else. Hey, I want to let you know that Dwight bought, uh, or that uh, Dwight is eating the candy bar that Angela bought. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to let you know that Andy has floated away in a lake, but we will show you when the lights go out and he calls for help. I, we did get a question about the documentary crew and the role in the show, and that's something we've been wanting to do for a while. So I think be on the lookout for that. I think we should do the that. documentary crew as yeah. a as a character. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Is that is that Kevin suffocating in a car? Nah, he's fine. But <laughs> that's give so... Pam any intel she needs on anything. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, well. Uh, uh, Jim and Pam fi- finally together. We 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 find out that they're together. Pam admits it, um, and then and then we just kind of get a cute episode with them for the rest of the episode. We just get to uh, chill with them, which is kind of nice. Well. I think it, yeah, yeah, we've I think we all earned that, you know, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. what they put us through. Yeah, great job, everybody. Yeah, uh, this whole this whole season. I mean, it kicks off. That's that's the tenor of the season for Jim and Pam. Really, is like things are good, and they're just like dating, and yeah. nothing else. And it's it's great. That's why season four is uh, my favorite. Well, in, close in the in the book by Andy Green, the uh, about the Office, that sort of oral history. Um, not the same as Brian Baumgartner's podcast, which is also great. But you should check out Andy Green's book. Um, there is a chapter on season four, and uh, like we had alluded to, there you go, Alex. Has to <laughs> Alex is pulling right it out now. right now. There's a lot of uh, context that they help set up around season four. I really wish this episode, this book, was out when we did our season four episode last year. Um, but anyway, there is. A, they talk about it being a big hit, and because the rest of NBC's fall lineup sort of faltered and ended up getting canceled. They wanted as much as the office as they could get. So they ordered like four or five hour longs to start the season. Mm. And you can tell watching fun run that it, it, there's like, and the writers describe it as making it really difficult because they knew that eventually the episodes would get cut in half for syndication. So that was like what they were expecting. So they almost oh. had to write episodes as if they were two parters airing at a one block time frame. So I think all of that is to say, that when Jim and Pam get together, there's that scene at the end where they're getting into the car and, and Kevin says, well, if they're not together now, I guess they never will be. And that <laughs> feels like a very natural end point for an episode. But of yeah. course, we still have the rest of the fun run episode. So they go together in that way. And one thing I want to post to you guys is the writers talk about how this was a big deal in bringing them together. Are you going to lose that, that romantic tension or that interest in the show? Uh, is it, is it better as a viewer to, to want them to get together and actually see them get together? Mm. Ricky Gervais comes out and says uh, uh, in that book, I would have kept them apart until the very end. Two yeah. people in love in an office, fucking nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a funny take, yeah. um, especially when you get to the PDA episode with Michael and Holly in season seven. Yeah. Um, but I guess just to pose to you guys, like, do you think this was the right move to bring them together at this time? There's still five seasons of the show. Well, I mean, I certainly enjoy them being together in this episode when, when it first happened, when I rewatch it, but uh, you guys know me. I, I love the bleaker uh, tone uh, of, of early office. And if they had kept them apart until the bitter end, um, I, I would, I would have been just as happy with the show for sure. I, I, at some point it, it was getting, it was starting to feel unrealistic and I remember watching this with my friends live and at the beginning they, they like trick you a little bit. Right. Cause Pam's like, Oh, you know, we went on a couple dates. Like she owns up to going on a couple dates and, and now they're just friends again. And all of us were a little eye rolly. And I remember in the moment, just being like, come on. Like, yeah, <laughs> they've already gone through this arc like twice. Like, yeah. come on, like they can't keep doing that. And yeah, we, you had a feeling like they, they're obviously together. And so it, it was, after four fourth season it's like yeah let's just get them together and let's move on and that's what any show of this length i mean they're going to get together they're going to start a family that's just how this sort of thing goes i i for ricky gervais like that works in the bbc office two seasons 12 episodes and then the specials and they do leave it until the very 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 end like the last shot of the mm-hmm. last special for them to actually be together mm-hmm. and i do agree that does that does hit like this catharsis of of Tim and Don finally getting together that mm-hmm. you only get briefly here in the U S office. Cause that moves on to into their relationship. So I see what he's saying, but 
it was unrealistic for them to not be together at this point. Yeah, and knowing what we know about the show now is is it would be almost impossible to have it be a satisfying relationship to watch as a viewer if they waited another five seasons mm-hmm. <laughs> after this for them to get together. Nine seasons of TV before they get together. And the writers in the book make a good point that in real life, people get together. Like You don't long yeah. after someone for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's still a lot to explore together. I think they made an interesting point of uh, how they become a little duo, like the two of them helping Michael, the two of them helping yeah. Dwight, and they kind of team up in a way that's kind of fun and a little different uh, yeah. from the, the timber of their, uh, their sort of episodes earlier in the show. I think it's just a fun thing to think about whether or not you could bring it together. Like how, would you, how could you conceivably bring them, you know, keep them apart again? It would yeah. not have been a fun run. Oh, twist. Jim is dating Roy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, I, I, I'm interested Wait, in that. You're season. on to no, something it just, here. <laughs> it would just, on, it would, everything on. would feel totally ridiculous like that. Yeah. Well, I do. And, and Anthony Farrell, another one of the writers in, in, in the Andy Green's book, talks about how like when they made the decision to say they're together, it unlocked a lot of other things they could do with the characters. And it's in some ways, because now you have Jim and Pam on the same team and now you can have... You can have Pam and Michael stuff going on. You can have Jim and Pam, Jim and Dwight. They, they can kind of go their separate ways without having to always pull the gravity back of Jim and Pam's relationship. Now it lets them go do other things with other people. It also really sets up like the relationship between Dwight and Angela is such a contrast to this because they have been together. And now they're Dwight and Angela struggle through this episode and through the rest of season four in comparison to Jim and Pam's relative harmony. So it, it just it gives you a different look or a different point of comparison. Hmm. Um, yeah, and maybe that's a good segue into a, another plot line in this episode. Uh, which... <laughs> that was a little late. That's right. uh, Dwight kills Angela's cat. Um, this is a huge plot point, like huge, way bigger than you remember sometimes. As a as a, a recently new cat owner, I gotta say this, this hits different. Warning, this is really warning, messed up. Warning. <laughs> That is messed up. Yeah. Um, even though Angela has a lot of cats in this. Have you begun crazy. stocking your freezer with bags of French fries just in, in a case of emergency? Just to know. Just to know what happened. <laughs> you got to lay some oh, traps. It, it was already packed full of French fries. Don't worry. <laughs> this, it's, so so obviously the Jim and Pam storyline is, is settled as far as what the will they won't they in this episode. We also get a very brief part of this episode when Jim or sorry, when um when Dwight and Angela have a little talk outside of outside of the warehouse door uh, early on in the episode when they're sort of plotting and mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of this really nice where they're both plotting together and they're feeding off each other's energies and they're it's like oh right like Dwight <laughs> and Angela are also just dating now and doing well and like clicking with each other and they Still really feel secret. like a team yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it, they rip it apart pretty fast yeah. in this episode and they, Dwight does. Or, <laughs> or sprinkles does sprinkles rip apart, apart the, the bag, bag of, of their relationship, yeah. <laughs> and their relationship is the bag of fries. Yeah, and that early conversation is just—I don't know why it's it kind of it just made me smile watching it. It does like, and then and then what we have is this issue between in their relationship, which is Dwight is at his most like practical in this episode. He doesn't he he's at his most ruthlessly unemotional farmer sensibilities. And he brings it up time and again in this episode. And it, it, it's, I think it's really funny, but I do like that moment between them before it breaks. I agree. There's so much chemistry there. It, it, it really is palpable. The way, they, the way they sort of smile after the other sentences yeah. and the way they hey, really hey, pick hey, up monkey. on Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. I have to visit the Alki. <laughs> Probably did it for Workman's Comp. I wouldn't put it past there. They like, they just <laughs> totally they just, agree. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like just making this eye contact and just smiling into each other's eyes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's great. I will say that the description of Angela about how to administer the, the medicine <laughs> to. That's an yeah. all-time, all-time like big trivia round at the end of a trivia night. Would be like, what oh. exact? How exactly do you take sort of... care of sprinkles? Yeah. Do you know it, Edwin? Okay. Well, having just watched this episode, I can think of a couple of things. There's like an omega, omega fatty acids thing that you got to mix in her food. 
No, inner that kidney a, medicine. Okay, inner kidney, <laughs> kidney I'm going to get a lot of the details wrong, but some of the gist of it. Yeah. You've got a cream that you have to apply at the base of her tail for this fungus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you have to lift up her tail, and then you have to put the bowl right in front of her because she has cataracts. Yeah. <laughs> cataracts. She yeah. gets an ACE inhibitor with her meal. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it inhibits ACEs. Oh, right. Mm. Mm. Bad for poker players. The cream... Oh, and the diabetes shot, of course. Roll the insulin in your hand. Don't shake oh, yeah. it. That's another one. <laughs> um, but we see, we see Dwight's face processing what's going on and realizing, like, okay, this is where Angela, Angela, and I do have nothing in common. Like, even though we both are caretakers of animals, we have two very different viewpoints mm-hmm. on how you do that. Yeah, it sets up that the big tension throughout the whole rest of the season with them and then she eventually turns to Andy as almost like a revenge dating sort yeah. of thing and then almost sort of settles for him. Um, but just the idea mm-hmm. that Dwight is fighting to win her back yeah. uh, is such a is such a different thing for Dwight. Um, and like that's Angela's Angela's integrity is like doubled down as like she's not like oh I love I, I love cats I have a lot of cats ha 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 she's like no like I fucking ride for cats and they are my life <laughs> and if you mess yeah. with them like we're gonna have a serious problem like she's not it, she really she really doubles down and takes it to a whole nother level right here don't F with cats right <laughs> which then you know ends in them watching her acting like a cat with her cats <laughs> she's she's on a whole nother level of existence here. Yeah, I will say too. I, in this episode, we see Dwight is at a, this huge, this point of brutality where hmm. obviously he he puts sprinkles in the freezer. He's he goes to visit Meredith. Michael has him go visit Meredith, and he looks right at her and he says, "Blink once if you if you want me to pull the plug, <laughs> or if you don't want me to pull the plug." And Meredith just says back to him, "Don't pull any plugs." <laughs> no, uh, and. Then you compare that with what the Dwight Angela relationship is later in the season with money, where he's pining in the night and, uh, you know, way most confident it feels like at the beginning of season four in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just, I, I love also too that like this mystery kind of unfolds, or, or at least for Angela, it does. She's trying to figure out what happened. And, um, and uh, she even we even have that moment where she's talking to Pam about, you know, did Roy ever kill one of your cats? <laughs> um, yeah, <I> <laughs> I'm more of a dog person. And I, I love Angela's <sighs> double eye roll there. <laughs> she's so fed up with Pam. Um, but I also love when they're in the actual fun run and Dwight reveals that he did, in fact, kill uh, Sprinkles. And then uh, Angela hits Dwight <laughs> and then there's like some onlookers and because he's like, hey, ow. And then people look and they're just like, it's OK, it's nothing. And Dwight goes, I'm robbing her. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it is a, uh, the way Dwight compares Angela's pet ownership to his own is pretty funny. And he just mm. how he's like it, while they're in the conference room and he's just like, well, they don't they don't provide milk or wool or meat. Like that's, that's the end of the road there for Dwight. He's like, cats are useless. I don't care. It's just a cat. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the main obstacle in Dwight and uh, Angela's relationship for a long time. And it's kind of funny that it happens this way. Um, Big time. That essentially is from Angela just asking Dwight for a favor. Cause she's going to go visit Meredith. Is that no. Why does she ask him to do that? He favor? really blew it. So Pam asks Angela to organize them going to go see Dwight. And she says, I can't because I have to go get sprinkled on medicine. Or, or Meredith. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Meredith. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Pam says, Angela, you're head of the party planning, com- party planning committee. I shouldn't even be doing this. So that's why <laughs> Dwight that. has to step in and deliver the medicine. Wow. So it's all Pam and Michael's fault. That's mm-hmm. what's going on here. We should talk about Michael. <laughs> we should talk about in this episode. We uh, yeah, we should talk about Michael and how Michael hits Meredith with his car. Uh, is a big right. part of this episode. That's I can't believe we haven't even mentioned. <laughs> we it. haven't I know, yeah. even mentioned it. Um, uh, yeah, man, this is a great Michael Scott episode. He is in so many ways at his very worst. Um, starting with. 
hitting one of his employees with his car. <laughs> the amount of mental and linguistic gymnastics that Michael goes through in this episode <laughs> is absolutely Miles esque performance yeah, by yeah. Michael here. <laughs> well, everyone inside the car was fine, Stanley. There, there's fine. just yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. connection of like, oh, like there's a few times throughout the show when Michael has is like kind of saved by the bell by something else, or at least that's how he sees it. And that mm-hmm. this rabies issue is the perfect cover for what he did. The way that he right. looks up after Dwight explains that it's a good thing she got in because she has rabies. <laughs> the way that he looks up and realizes that in his mind, he's now saved her life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's too lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many things about Michael. You feel I feel bad for him of like he really thinks that he holds the weight of the world on his shoulders. And yeah, he's responsible for everybody's <laughs> well being, and like it's kind of tragic how much how important he thinks he is. But it, time and again, it, it, he's always always taking credit or all the blame yes. in his own head. I mean, yeah. there's that moment where he's sitting on the ground at the end of this episode. <laughs> Symphonies are dying. <laughs> yeah. like he's, he's lamenting all these things in the world that he can't change as if it was on him to, to do all these things. There are other, Braveheart, better man. people. Yeah, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to go out and be you every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what does he say? He's like, there are people all over the world who have all sorts of problems and afflictions and diseases. They're deformed and they're abnormal. And they're illiterate and ugly. Symphonies don't have any money. Public TV is bust. I can't do anything about it. I can't. You know, there's just one of me and there's a thousand of them. And rabies wins. And then Jim is just like, wow, you are a downer. Yes. (laughs) Pam says, I'm still having a nice day. I got this lamp. It's a good deal. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I love to, if we go back, like Michael announcing to everybody, because <laughs> he has to tell them all, he hit Meredith with his car, <laughs> he says that the doctors did everything they could to save her life, and she's going to be okay. <laughs> I know. Shades what is wrong it. with you? Shades of the Doctor and Arrested Development. I was yes. going to say, that's such a comedy cliche to have the doctor say something misleading and then pull it out, like change it mm-hmm. at the end. It's kind of like when Andy talks about Dwight having a massive stroke of good fortune and getting the job in Florida. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a, there, I, I love to do that in this moment, they only hit it once. Like Michael just does the, he only says it once to try to spare himself and, or to just maximize the drama because yeah. he knows everyone's listening to him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just the way to, he's like, you know, because I, you know, thankfully I was there. <laughs> like, I don't, everyone's like, okay. Did we see and who was driving? <laughs> Jim has a that great talking head of like, yeah. M- Michael came in complaining of a speed bump on the highway once. <laughs> wonder who he killed there. Oh my gosh. I wonder too, if, uh. Michael hitting Meredith and then proceeding to drive her to the hospital is a foreshadowing for Michael trying to take her to rehab. Mm. He believes in his own power to save lives. <laughs> he really, really believes in that. Um, we all- uh, also, also, I believe Kate Flannery did this take a few times, right? She, or uh, oh. many times. It really but... is her, isn't it? Yeah, mm. she did her own stunts here. Crazy. She's and a badass. I watched it pretty closely because the, the shots on Michael's face the whole time going in. And Michael's, I mean, he's obviously slows down, but it's very well coordinated. It's a very well done uh, stunt in terms of, you know, on the scale of the office stunts. It's she, very well done. She, I mean, it's N- great. number one. Number one is the guy jumping off the boat in Booze Cruise. That's the number one <laughs> office stunt. <laughs> this is probably number two. Yeah, that's I think you're absolutely right. Maybe number three is Andy uh, doing the gainer off the box truck. Gainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I think it's like not only is it a, is it a uh, impressive stunt um it's great physical comedy the way that she flops perfectly <laughs> onto the windshield is, she kind of has the timing is perfect yeah it's exactly how michael would be hit by a car too I feel. yeah it reminds me of when they drive the car in the lake and the oh, way michael God. freezes yeah. up. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just freezes up. I do. Michael goes through so much in this. I love when he goes into the break room and he's like, I have an update. And then he's like, you, Oscar says, you push Daryl out the window. Phyllis says, you shot Dwight. I love that they just have those ready to roll. Push Daryl out the window. So ridiculous. Um, this episode, I mean, this episode starts, like you said, is like this table setting of Michael's you know, quote unquote, perfect life. This mm-hmm. is what I get to come home to. Jen made me breakfast while well, she bought the milk and he mm-hmm. describes his life. And then I, yeah, for the rest of it, Michael's in complete existential chaos. Like he's really having a hard time. <laughs> um, can I bring, okay. One thing I wanted yeah. to mention is after uh, Michael is in his office, ruminating about this with Dwight and Michael says, yeah, it's only Meredith, thank God. But did you see the way they looked at me? Like I was a murderer or something. And then <laughs> when Dwight proposes all these things that could have happened, why did you do it? Was she talking back? Did you get sick of that face? Did she owe you money? Uh-oh. Did you get sick of that face? Is this downsizing? Did <laughs> yeah. she spurn your advances? The idea that it could be downsizing. <laughs> yeah. <funny>. Yeah. <laughs> this is this a is solution. downsizing, so he's running over employees with his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Michael has so many great quotes. I love when he pulls everyone into the conference room to really, like, try to take the – I guess he's trying to take the pressure off of him and make this more of an existential thing. (laughs) But he's like, you spend your whole life trying to get people to like you, and then you run over one person with your car. And it's not even one of the popular ones. And everybody gets on your case. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. God is dead. (laughs) <laughs> the way he's speaking too he's just kind of looking into the middle distance and he's just yeah. sort of like everyone's just witnessing his inner monologue yeah and it's like why are we all here <laughs> this is insane like a giant buffalo or some yeah. sort of monster <laughs> the, head, the head of a monkey the antlers of a reindeer on the body <laughs> and he really is yeah. like <laughs> yeah of thinks, a this is, thinks this is very pie. important yeah <laughs> It's the uh, body of a walrus with the head of a sea lion. Yeah, that's right. Which is a sea lion, right? <laughs> or a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, or something like uh, the body of an egret <laughs> with the head of a meerkat. Michael dropping some interesting animals. Yeah. I will Jim. say, too, that... Uh, we get some prime Michael Toby moments in this episode. So in this, he opens it up by asking if anyone has, you know, desecrated an Indian burial ground. And Toby asks, no. Like, how? I don't know. Park on it? Uh, and to- Toby has to say, no, I did not violate an Indian burial ground. Um, I had to shoot some good luck this week. Alfredo's uh, pizzas pulled my card out of the bowl, and so I get a week of free pies. So it's a perfect moment for Toby to con- or for Michael to contrast all of the suffering and curse that he's going through with a <laughs> bout of good luck for Toby. And the other thing is, rewatching this episode to prep, uh, I rewatched it a couple times, and I laughed every time when Michael pants his Toby at the starting line. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I guess we we should also talk about the fun run. Um, just <laughs> uh, finally, of course, Michael um, uh, is you know ecstatic to learn that uh, uh, Meredith actually has rabies, and so the tiny crack in her pelvis uh, is not nearly as bad as that. And um, so he organizes the fun run. Um, the look just, on Dwight's face when when the doctor gives Meredith that news. And it's just a bit bit by a by a raccoon and a rat. Separate occasions. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Dwight looks at her with this weird, like almost in awe of like, oh my god, woman, like how how have you done that? <laughs> he is responsible for one of those. He is. He is. And then, but there's like two more. He's like, yeah. well, obviously, I put a bat on your head, but geez, quit bagging my head. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dog catch me. <laughs> Like a net, like a giant net. No, Dwight, not like a giant net. <laughs> um, first of all, Michael's all pumped up for this fun run. He gets uh, Dwight to pick him up uh, some, uh, what is it? Ch- Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Thank you. And because uh, <laughs> he, cause he's heard that you're supposed to carbo load, uh, which is something you do the night before a big race, um, not minutes before a big race and I drinks do it. no water out of solidarity with meredith 
Yes. I do it most nights when I don't have a race the next day. I carbo load <laughs> almost every night. <laughs> One of my great shames. Do you eat it like that too, standing up in the behind, I have, behind your house? I've eaten, I've eaten Alfredo standing up like with, a monster. With like somebody, uh, with somebody pouring in the Parmesan cheese yeah, as you're eating yeah. it? Nope, I also did that part too. <laughs> I have totally done that. Um, but I love the, the way that the fun run showcases the ensemble at the end of this episode. Um, you know, we get uh, Andy with his, his nips, uh, <laughs> Kevin struggling to run in his work clothes, get Creed, Oscar, and Stanley go out to get, they call a taxi to go and get drinks instead, which is like a perfectly planned maneuver too, mm-hmm. where they let Michael run by them and compliment him as he's going. And then oh, the Michael, cab pulls right up. Yeah. That's my boss. Yeah. I'm fast. I'm very fast. I, I remember what, and watching this too, watching Kevin pull up to the finish line in his work clothes made me wonder why they didn't invite Kevin to join them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? He was at the starting line with, with no yeah, I think he would have had the, uh, the idea in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Although you think that Andy would have followed the car to reduce nipple chafing, running behind the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love his, when <laughs> his run with his arms kind of he's trying not to move his arms at all is yeah. really funny. Yeah. I, I love when he bumps into Kevin and Kevin's like, back off me. Ah, <laughs> uh, my nipples. <laughs> Can't even say it. Uh, <laughs> I will say there's that moment where Dwight says he put modium in Toby's coffee. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. But then. Toby's running in the middle yeah. of the street when they're filming him. Everybody else is on the sidewalk, and Toby's uh. just running down the middle of the road. Normally, I'd have to stop to go to the bathroom, but I feel great. Yeah, That's dude, he insane. feels great. He's like, I'm going in the, I'm taking up the road, baby. Mm-hmm. And he wins. He does. He wins. And, you know, greeted Kelly by Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end, I they have couldn't have made it a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? I don't know, like 5K from the office. um i love that we also get jan working uh you know i mean with her like passed out on the bed and michael kind (laughs) of revealing that she's just kind of been hanging out so i think maybe jan is excited to have something to do um something to come out and see everybody and support her uh her man Um, it is mostly their money that makes up the donation (laughs) that's right um and she challenges pam at the at the start because oh yeah i almost forgot (laughs) she walks in on michael yes yeah we get a little michael wiener sighting Mm -hmm. um in this episode which she later references during the roast Mm -hmm. if it was an ipod it would be a shuffle the side of his and then jim says baguette and then pam says dangling participle oh (laughs) dangling participle would be a good uh trivia trivia team name <laughs> what? <laughs> what are some of your I other can't favorite? Even go near a cigarette now without thinking of a penis, and vice versa. <laughs> I was I mean, that was the only Michael penis drop I can see. Uh, oh, here we go. The only thing I am worried about is getting a boner. There we go. There you, go. you don't know me. You've just Whatever. seen my penis. <laughs> That's a great line. I had that drop somewhere and I couldn't find it. I must have. You dropped it. I dropped it. Yeah, I got lost in the shuffle. Mm. Um, In the iPod shuffle. I'll stop. I'll take my answer off the air. No, I appreciate that. I really do. And that's our episode. Yeah. Um, What are are some of you guys' favorite moments from this episode or stuff we we didn't get to, didn't uh, talk about yet? Well, uh, I think I yeah, mean the ending just of Michael kind of getting a little bit of the of the closure he was looking for mm. and with Meredith at least. Mm. Um, when they share the sucker. Yeah, an ending. <laughs> hey, man. Ending hey, the show with yeah. like like when this episode starts and he hits Meredith, it's just funny to think it's going to end with Michael in the same hospital room in you know in a, in a hospital bed next to Meredith. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a it's a good structure. I really enjoyed that that part of it. Uh, I got a couple. So uh, it, in this episode, we get a couple instances of where the characters kind of get stacked vertically in frame with one another. And I love mm. those moments. They're just, it's a, just a different way to frame the show. The first one is when Jim is describing how Karen came back from New York and talked about how she, just because they were broken up, didn't mean that she was going anywhere. 
And you see, visually, you see them like talking or arguing in the kitchen. And then the camera pulls back and you see, I think it's Angela, Phyllis, Stanley, and Dwight all kind of reacting. They're like, they can overhear this conversation. Angela's about to go in the kitchen and stops. But they're almost stacked diagonally in frame. Mm. And it's just such an interesting sort of shot. And to think that all these moments that we see in the kitchen, everyone in the bullpen can kind of hear what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, Just adds to the... Since when is this an office where we get in everyone's personal business? <laughs> As Michael <laughs> says later on. Um, the other instance of that is when they all go to see Meredith at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And they all are just stacked up. And uh, Kevin goes in for that fist bump over the shoulder. <laughs> like, just when you, you stack everyone up like that and have them react together. Um, I always love those moments. Oh, and then one last thing. Um, yeah. Uh, another insight from the Andy Green book was that the depiction of corporate Ryan is loosely or maybe not so loosely modeled after uh, Ben Silverman, um, who was uh, an exec who helped kind of get the office picked up and on air, but was made co-chair mm. of NBC programming or NBC mm. comedy. Oh. Um, and they, they kind of replicated his stubble beard and his tighter fitting suit. And <laughs> like the writers kind of hinted at it, but I guess now they kind of openly admit that they're just kind of poking fun at him. And then oh, um, it also includes that Devin Banks uh, from 30 Rock, played by Will Arnett, similarly is supposed to kind of portray Ben Silverman in that capacity. That's incredible. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Poor right. Ben Silverman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couple notes. One, we find out Creed is 82 in this episode, mm-hmm. or he's about to be 82. That's right. You're over 75 <laughs> years old? <laughs> the 75 plus division. He was 82 this November. <laughs> is he lying? I, I mean, he's got no. multiple hey. identities. <laughs> Sometimes a bro's got to ride the bull. Know what I mean? I just, Later, I skater. I like to believe Creed is 82 uh, for, for this show. <laughs> uh, you, me, line. Sammy, the other guy, <laughs> the chick you hit with your car. <laughs> Tall guy walked in with a sock full of nickels. Yeah. I think um, another another great line is Dwight pleading with Angela when, when they're having their fight. And he says, or oh, we can have her buried out in the East Field by mother. Uh, just <laughs> love that line. Um and then, of course, what we didn't talk about either is Michael knowing the quote-unquote nurse. Hey, I know you, Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that they've taken their 700 bucks and they've whittled it down to $340 made out to science. <laughs> Make sure that gets into the right hands. And they just hand her that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, too, how much they must have spent. They spent, you know, they spent money to... Uh, make up the big check, but I wonder if they also had to take money to make up that big picture of Meredith that they display <laughs> right. as the face of rabies. I know. Uh, maybe they use yeah. the same printer for the, for the Jan sun princess poster as well. And all the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, one thing I haven't noticed in this episode, sorry to keep uh, adding on things at the end, but how dare, a- how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. One That's last not time. what the show is about. Extra no. office tea, nerding out about the office. Um, there, they, uh, there's a flyer that we get to see that they have made up 5,000 yes. miles. And I mean, I've watched this, sh- you know, we watched this show so many times and I feel like I'm, I have a tendency to kind of not tune out, but like you watch it in the background, like you, you don't pick up on all the little details all the time. Right. If you're not paying attention, but the flyer is so funny. It has little clip arts in the corners. There's, it says free t-shirt. Uh, you may not get one. <laughs> uh, just, I, like I don't that. know. I love the little details there. And then Phyllis's rabies quilts. Look at that. Three. <laughs> <laughs> How about Daryl feeding the squirrel while yeah. Michael's giving his talk? <laughs> Take a look into the face of rabies. <laughs> that should scare you. It scares me. <laughs> Kate Flannery, man, what a what a champ. She goes she along with so much in this show and just yep. says, "Yeah, I'll do it," and it's awesome. I can't uh, wait for the Meredith amazing. episode. Me oh. too. It's coming I, soon. I can't wait for us to keep talking about how we're going to do it. Yeah, and do, do Gabe. <laughs> uh, it's kind um, of a will they, won't they? Will they talk about Meredith? Will they not talk about Meredith this week? Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know if we said it already. I mean, one of my favorite quotes, Creed. I've been involved in a number of cults, both yes. as a leader and a follower. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, there it you is. You have more fun as a follower, but you make you more, more fun as a leader. That's true. That's very true. Shout out to Keith Ranieri. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been watching that. Been the watching Bow on the HBO. Bow, yeah. If you're if you're into that, I mean, not a shout out, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Making money as a leader. Yeah, screw that guy. 
Um, all right, let's move on to conference room. Five minutes. That means conference room, five minutes. No, no, five seconds. All right. This week, we're doing a mini draft. Uh, we've done drafts on the show before. Um, and this week, we're doing single episode characters. So we've all people, thought. People always want us to do more drafts. And it's yeah, like, yeah. well, we're basing it off all fantasy everything. Shout out to yeah, their podcast. Shout out Go to Go check fan. them out for their yeah. intellectual property. That's a very fun this, show. On this structure. But uh, but people, we'll, we'll, we'll do more. People want us to do more. It's, it's always fun, fun, man. It's a fun way to chop up the show. Mm-hmm. Fun one. Season four, episode one. Um, Christ almighty. All right. I am going to pick randomly between you. I'm going to eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Edwin, you go first. Okay. What is the order? Are we doing a snake draft? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Let's do a- uh, What is that? <laughs> so if you pick first in the first round, you pick third in the second round. Sounds good. Okay. And we're each picking three. We're each picking three. Um, yeah. Alex can have the hot corner. Okay, so uh, with the number one overall pick in the draft, I'm going to take the liquor store guy from Christmas Party. Yeah, I was uh, like, that's Sean's first pick for yeah. sure, dude. Damn. There and it goes. Not a, a one-scene character, not even a one-episode character. One yeah. scene. 15 yeah. bottles of vodka. That ought right. to do it. Wait, cool, who's cool. Box it up. I'll, I'll write down the, uh, <laughs> the picks here. Ugh. All right. Uh, Sean, you're next, and then me. Yeah, okay, let's go. Oh man, now I don't. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna this is take. What it felt like when you drafted money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take Christian, played by Tim Meadows. Nice pick. in the uh, client. Good Very good pick. That hey, was. You slit your wrists. You said this is my. Bl- <laughs> hey world. This is my, my blood. blood. It's red <laughs> like yours. So love me. That's amazing. fantastic. It's, That's it's, funny. <laughs> I got awesome blossom coming out my nose. I would have liked to see him come back. Me too. That's like, that's kind of how I thought about this. I would like to see again. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know totally. I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right, Alex. Leads me to my first pick. So glad I have the hot corner. I can lock up my two favorites here. Uh, first pick for me is Uncle Al. I love Uncle Al. <laughs> Even the doctors the didn't. Celtics were a great team. Yeah, Robert Parrish. No one yeah. helped me. I had to do it myself. <laughs> um, I could have used roll in his pocket. That's a good one. <laughs> He's got dinner rolls. He's, I don't know. There's just something about him that really makes me laugh, and uh, I could I could do with maybe. Yeah. Maybe one more Uncle Al. Keep it together, man. Point. Yeah, I, w- I wish he like he should have showed up at the garden party or something. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, my number two pick uh, is the Pizza by Alfredo delivery boy. Oh uh, yeah, he just That's comes right. in, uh, brings Speaking some great Celtics, energy. <laughs> Kevin McHale is the name of the actor, is it not? Is it really? I oh, thought nice. so. Hmm. Um. For the big reason that I would have liked to see him again down the road, like him and Michael cross paths and just being like, oh, my God, like maybe he's in a different job. He's mm-hmm. he's working something else. He's working at Staples next to Dwight. I don't know. But he would um, I just I just like how much he doesn't care about Michael. He knows Dwight. He's the farmer that grows the shitty weed. Yeah, I like <laughs> I just like his relationships to to Dwight and Michael. He's really funny. And he he really holds up a lot of that episode. He's in in launch party. Good, good picks. Great picks. I am going to go with, oh man, I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Chad Light, played by Anthony oh. Russell in Product Recall. He Chad is the, the lighter side. And, and, and Obitz. Obitz. Yeah. That's right. Don't forget. <laughs> Did you get all that? Everything. Every word. Every word. Uh, <laughs> There's Great that deleted pick. scene where he says, aren't you Creed Braddon from the grassroots? Yeah. I wrote your obituary. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to talk about real quick. I forgot to talk about the deleted scene where they're talking about religion, mm-hmm. and Oscar says he's a secular humanist. Oh, <laughs> and oh, Michael's yeah. like, "Oh, great, we got a secular humanist here." And Oscar's like, "Do you even know what that means?" And Michael just nails the definition. Yeah, and uh, the look on Oscar's face—he's <laughs> so confused. <laughs> I understand why they cut it, but it's yeah. such a funny, funny thing. And just I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that was that was a moment uh, deleted scene I like. All right, Edwin. Um, concierge Marie. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, that was she was up next for me. Very uh, good. Huh? Ooh, Technically, still a hot that's corner. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you Edwin, get another you one. Get, uh, well, I'll here. take I'll take the um, last pick. 
Yeah. I'll take the inspiration for this draft who we did not talk about in the episode discussion, which is the male intern. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He actually, really, they give yeah. him a joke. He will. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Yeah. He looks at the, he's the only character who seems to like relish the presence of a camera and use right. it as a moment to make a joke. And admittedly in poor taste. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, so that's definitely. where her, her uterus went. Uterus went. Yeah. <laughs> her chart doesn't right. indicate that Dwight read her chart and uses it as an opportunity to talk about how she got time off for a full history. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's, you're right that more strangers would probably be like, oh, camera, I want to be on TV. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Outside of like the girl in line with Andy at the reality show that later was, on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was an honorable mention pick for me. Oh, sorry. I'm it's naming all, hey, names. Hey, no worries. No worries. <laughs> no you guys worries. can pick it if you want. Okay. I don't know if you will. It's not okay. It's time for Sean's third pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Franklin, a.k.a. Gordon, yeah. <laughs> played by Andy Daly yeah. from the episode Ben Franklin. Um, I love Andy Daly. I love um, yeah. Didn't his... Ben Franklin have syphilis? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but I don't. don't. <laughs> by the tyrant King George, of course. <laughs> Chocolate. Chocolate. Where did you acquire it? <laughs> um, uh, what's his TV show? I Review. Um, What's it called? Review. 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 Yeah, that's a great show. I've wa- I've watched all of that, and I almost forget sometimes about it. But uh, it's so good, man. That's it is like, wild. <laughs> that is up there with like Nathan for you and Comedy Central shows that are for like sure. better. They're just better than any other show they've done. Yeah, it's so good. And I don't think many people know about it. So check it out. All right, Alex. This is a tough choice. Luckily, I'll just get to name my honorable mentions right after, so it's not a huge deal. But. uh I'm going to take Frank Regan of Frank Regan's funeral home. Not only one, not only a one episode character, (laughs) not just a one scene character, a one shot character, single shot. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, does he deliver with that one Nails it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Frank Regan funeral home. Too much for (laughs) Maldon. That moment just makes me laugh so much. I had to take him. I don't want to blow up your spot, but I think he appears in another moment in the show. Granted, it's a different capacity. There is a thing where Dwight holds up a picture of like his grandparents and like the guy is sitting in the chair and they think it's the same actor. Oh my God. Whoa. Is it? We'll have to look into that. Yeah. I don't think it should. He's, he's no, no, that counts. I can look it up if you want. I'm pretty sure it's been like, it's one of those things that get shared around in fan groups or online. And that okay. Well, you know what? How about this? I'll start the honorable mentions, and this my first one will be the replacement. Perfect. Pick, yeah. Uh, for Frank Regan, uh, if I can't take him, which is Jim and Pam's delivery nurse. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Because yeah. oh, that good. actress, that you, actress, you know she everything. Is, yeah. Oh good. She is so <laughs> good, and uh, I think she she brings a lot to that episode, and she's and uh, she's great. Yeah. And uh, I think we've mainly. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Never mind. That's it. Um, I had Nana Scott. Great one. Played by Connie Sawyer in the episode Dream Team. Mm-hmm. Would have loved to see more of her and her two um, uh, uh, cohorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the investment club. Yeah. Yep. Um, we I could had give a... him a chance. It's not much money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, my two honorable mentions that I had were Casey Dean, played by Jessica St. Clair. Yes. Um, Doctor, Who's that? doctor, give me the news when she's oh, in yes, the line sorry, with sorry. me for the it, acapella contest. Right, maybe. right. Um, and then uh, KCD, you know. <laughs> yep. um, and then the last one I had. This is a super random one, but uh, in Test the Store in season eight, Dwight introduces a blogger as Fatty Gruesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, "My name is Patty Grossman." <laughs> <laughs> Shelby Thomas Weems was on oh, my list. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, that's great. It's so the good. Director of the uh, of the Andy's play. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would have been fun to have you know run into Michael at some Definitely. other point as well. Shelby Although it was pretty late, but mm-hmm. Michael was almost out of the show by the time you met him. Mm-hmm. And How about then, the... of course Grotty as well? Oh yeah. How about the leader of the Knights of the Night who's just so dismissive of Dwight's <laughs> objections? It's all right, Dwight. Let your friend. Gave his phone or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's great too. And the yeah. the flashlight tag moment is mm-hmm. is is so is so heartwarming. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shine the light at each other. <laughs> flashlight uh, tag. That sounds like fun. 
All right. Well, uh, Alex, you want to read back our, our picks and then we'll move on to some trivia. Sure. Edwin drafted first. He took the liquor guy from the Christmas episode. Concierge cool, cool. Marie. Cool, it up. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, concierge Marie and the male intern from this very episode. Mm-hmm. Sean, you drafted second. You took Christian from the mm-hmm. client. Uh, you took Chad Lai, Lighter Side of Life, and you took Ben Franklin, the syphilitic Ben Franklin. <laughs> I drafted third. I took Uncle Al, the pizza by Alfredo delivery boy, and Frank Regan of Frank Regan's funeral home, who was disqualified and replaced with Jim and Pam's delivery nurse. Nice. Here well, we well done, boys. Good picks all around. Let's move on to some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. This week's trivia, uh, hey, hey, Alex, Sean, and Edwin, I'm Harrison from San Diego, and I'm 13 years old. Hey, hey Harrison, I'm Alex. I'm 32. <laughs> Let's be friends. Uh, I just want to say that this is one of my favorite podcasts, and I listen to it almost every day. Thanks, Harrison. That's amazing. Um, here's uh, some fairly difficult trivia for you guys uh, provided by Harrison. Question one. In the deposition, season four, episode eight, how many copies did they make of Michael's diary? In the deposition, uh, four? No, they make like a dozen. 11 copies, 11. 11. One extra for Toby. Uh, We'll say one extra for a dozen, Uh, come on. Question two, in the cold open to costume contest, season seven, episode six, what percent is the branch on Jupiter? on Jupiter up. Our branch on Jupiter is up. It's like 5,000%. Yeah. Something like that. 200%. 8,000%. In Saber season six, episode 15. How many tiny cups of water does Gabe think can fit in the Saber aluminum bottle? Like 20 20? or 25. Well, he goes, Michael goes through like 20 a day, right? Yeah. 20 cups. Yeah, Gabe says okay. 20 cups. 20 cups. Uh, 20, 20 cups can fit in this bottle. Okay, sure. Yeah. In Basketball Season 1, Episode 5, name all 11 people that played in the game. So there's the sales team and the warehouse team. Okay, let's do Dunder Mifflin. Or let's do uh, sales first. So Michael, okay. Dwight, Stanley, Ryan, Jim. Jim. Um, and there's one more. Phyllis? Yeah, yes. Phyllis. Yeah. And then... Uh, Daryl, Lonnie, Roy, Madge. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, Dwight checks up Madge. That's right. Then there's the older guy. I don't know his name. I can't think yes. of his name. Yeah. Um, his name is Jerry. Jerry? Jerry. Cool. Jerry. But Was very that the good. last one? Okay, That's yeah. the last one. Very Jerry, good. Jerry. Uh, in Roy's Wedding, Season 9, Episode 2, what food did Roy want at his wedding? Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs, correct. In Pilot, season one, episode one, how many years had Pam and Roy been engaged? Three. Yes, correct. Nice. In Gettysburg, season eight, episode eight, what does it say on the hat that the office members are wearing? Oh, DM does GB. DM correct. does GB. I uh, want that hat. <laughs> in Business School, season three, episode 16, what candy bars did Michael throw into the stands? There are four. Hundred grand payday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, those are the two. I know. Snickers? Yes. That's um, when he says satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied. satisfied. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mini Mounds Bars is later. Yeah. Um, Pam throws out. And now it's... Uh, how, to try to think of how it starts. How does he start this? little speech uh what's it oh whatchamacallit that's it thank you uh all right in chair model season four episode 10 in the catalog what page was the chair model on 26 85 okay (laughs) (laughs) see some of the number yeah the number questions are just not interesting Uh, oh yeah and not easy okay not easy either in Murder, Season 6, Episode 10, what was one of the battles that Jim picked as co-manager? Oh, Tube City. Tube City. Fun mm-hmm. fact, the name of our uh, 
Wi-Fi network at, at our house. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> and the internet's a series of tubes, man. Um, in Training Day, Season 7, Episode 20, how did D'Angelo want Aaron to answer the phone? Dunder Mifflin. Or Dunder Mifflin, this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah the, it's uh, Dunder or Mifflin, how, how oh. may I assist you? There you go. In Conflict Resolution, Season 2, Episode 21, can you name all seven pranks that Jim pulled on Dwight in Conflict Resolution? Okay, knock myself in the head with the phone. Yes, by everyone putting has been, in the headset. Everyone has been calling me Dwayne all day. Yes. Uh, someone replaced five bucks. my pens and pencils with crayons. Correct. Everyone has been calling me Dwayne all day. Did I already say that? You said that one. Okay. Um, I found a bloody glove in my drawer, and Jim Halpert tried to convince me I committed <laughs> yes. murder. Yes. <laughs> um, there are two more? There are... Th- uh, three more. You're you're doing great. I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. Um, I'll give you one that I would have forgotten sure, sure, about. Sure. Told him that there was an abandoned infant in the women's room, <laughs> oh, and when he yeah, went when in there, it, it was to Meredith save it. on the can. <laughs> he saw Meredith on the can. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want the last two? Sure, sure, sure. Every time he typed his name, it said diapers. Diapers. Yeah. And by the end of the day, the desk was about two feet closer to the copier. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, only three more questions. In Prince Family Paper, Season 5, Episode 13, which people thought Hillary Swank was hot and which people didn't oh. think Hillary Swank was hot? So it's five and uh, five to five. That's not right. But uh, or that's what Kevin says. Thank you, accounting department. Uh, right. So you want to do hot or not hot first? What do you think? Let's do hot. Okay. Uh, Jim, Pam. Yep. Kelly. Yep. Um, if Hillary Swank is not hot, it means I'm not hot. <laughs> Phyllis? No. Stanley, for sure. Stanley, yes. Um, Michael? Yes. Um, there's one more? Uh, there's one more besides... Bas- Oscar? Uh, we've, got, Oscar? we've got Creed and Angela. Creed and Angela, okay. Yeah, but oh, not Oh, yeah, she's hot, hot as heck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not hot. Oscar, mm-hmm. Kevin. He is not hot. Uh, yeah. Um, Toby. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is in the office? Andy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who else is in the cast? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. It's uh, Kevin. Uh, yeah. Phyllis and Meredith. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, question fourteen. Name all four people that had a crush on Jim, and name the season it was shown. Um. Okay. So it, like, like Pam in season one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's the first. Okay. One. Um, Karen. Yep. Okay. Season Michael. Kat- <laughs> Kathy in season eight. Yeah. Uh, this is Katie in season one. Yeah, Katie. This I don't know about this Harrison. He's got Jordan from season seven. But incorrect. I don't. Incorrect. I don't know. I. Katie, it's Katie from season one. Yeah, he's got jo- like Jordan, like Jordan Garfield. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Harrison, maybe maybe there's a deleted scene or something we don't know. Um, but if you could back that one up. All right, final question. Here. I think we. Sorry, I don't mean to stop. We should cut that question. I think because there might be like a little moment or something that we're not thinking of. I don't know. I just think it's kind of a weird question, and I don't know. Yeah, just 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 if if you want, it's just go. Okay, last question, and I can cut it to there if we need. Yeah. Okay, last question. Name all four people that had a crush on Pam and name the season it was shown. Oh. Um, okay. Roy, when they're engaged. Jim in season one. How about Toby for nine seasons? <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. Ryan yeah, Roy, in season Toby. four. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> So, and, so who do we who do we have? And Jim. And Jim. And okay, Jim. yes. All right, all right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Harrison. Yes. Awesome thank trivia, you. man. Uh, really appreciate you sending that in. And and uh, to our listeners, you can send us trivia. Email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And 
You can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott, five bucks a month. You can become a Scott's Tot. Every month there's a special mailbag episode where we answer every Patreon question. Um, you help support the show and uh, we donate a, a portion of the funds to um, uh, a, a charity. Uh, current, I think we're still doing- Thurgood Marshall College yep, Fund, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Fulfilling Michael Scott's dream um, to send- kids to college special thanks to ryan lloyd who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork and this was recorded in portland oregon over video chat i miss recording with you guys i wish we could do it Gosh, in person it's been, soon. It's maybe been months we'll, maybe we'll figure out a safe way to do it soon yeah someday yeah. soon yep thank you as always for listening we appreciate absolutely every single one of you um you know let us uh you know thank you for spending time with us let us know if you want to interact send us a message send us a question anything um we're always happy to hear from you um but take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. This is going to be a very good year. Very good. Jan is at home. Jim is back. My protege, Ryan, is at corporate. Good stuff. Um, Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. I feel very blessed. <laughs>